Hello, Barbie. Let's go party. It's the Untitled Film Project podcast, and we're talking about Barbie the movie, where everything that happens in Barbie land is perfect. Hey, Barbie. Yeah. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and planned choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Until Barbie land and the not-so-perfect real world start to collide. And we have a big question for this week's episode. Yeah, the big question. We asked you to tell us what strange things did you do to your Barbie to make her weird Barbie to her face and behind her back? (laughs) Because it's a part of every kid who had a Barbie. They did strange stuff. And you did not disappoint with your answers. Let's get our initial takes on Barbie the movie, starting with Justin B. Bradford. This movie has so much more depth than I even expected it to. Just after the trailers, even though with the trailers, we knew there was going to be something more to this. It wasn't just a movie mm-hmm. about a toy. There was going to be a take on society. It's Greta Gerwig. Right. And Noah Baumbach. We, we, we knew there was going to be some extra take on there that was going to be thoughtful and provocative and offer a different point of view. And they knocked it out of the park. I've seen this movie twice already because Barbie is that good. People may roll their eyes or they may think, oh, I'm sick of hearing a Barbie. Shove it. This is a (laughs) statement piece on society. And it truly is a statement piece on society. Barbie has been this toy that has been tops in the world for decades. It is a it is just known through across the world. There's so many ripoffs of Barbie. That's how you know it's it's a cultural icon. It changed. The entire doll industry. It changed everything. Just with the opening clip shows how it changed the, the doll industry, how yep. it changed the toy industry in general. And it, it, and it, this movie accomplished so much in its take on society, in the way it does a 180, in the way it's showing what women have gone through and continue to go through day in and day out, whether it's with family, whether it's through jobs or career or through relationships or, or whatnot. The take that they had on Barbie was just absolutely incredible. Then you couple that with Margot Robbie, who is absolutely incredible. Ryan Gosling, who has such great chemistry and pulls off his role so well. Plus a great ensemble cast. Plus a killer soundtrack. Plus amazing production design. Plus amazing costume design. Plus witty writing. And writing that just makes you laugh so much. Plus a great monologue delivery from America Ferreira. It hits the nail on the head so very much, and I just thoroughly enjoy it, and I'm glad to see so many people in the audience enjoying this type of film, even young people and mothers taking their daughters and being able to see strong characters in action and being able to see a statement on society that's going to create a discussion material for them at home. This movie accomplishes so much, so much more than I even thought it would, that I have to give so many props to it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can watch it over and over and over again and pick up more on it. Listen, Jim, and I plan to go again because there was no way. I mean, my sponge was fully soaked with all that they put into this movie. They had, I think, one shot at this movie at at a feature film level. And it exceeded the high expectations that I already had for it. There was so much going on in this movie, so much to enjoy. At whatever level you took it at, I think it 
just did it perfectly. And I really enjoyed that it, whatever your take on Barbie was, be going into this, like, oh, Barbie was my favorite toy. Or, you know, Barbie set women back, you know, decades, and she was the worst thing for women. Like, whatever your take was, this movie addressed it mm-hmm. head on. They usually used comedy, but also made their point. And I was just so amazed at what they were able to pull off. Greta Gerwig gave this movie gravity and weight that, I mean, to be fully uh, transparent, I did see, I was, I saw uh, Oppen Barbie. Okay. So I saw Oppenheimer before Barbie and I think it was a great way to do it because I needed to cleanse my mind (laughs) from Oppenheimer. But I also didn't expect my head to explode like an atom bomb with what they were giving me in the Barbie movie. Jeremy. Uh, This is Jeremy. And my, my initial thoughts are, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect because the previews didn't show us a whole lot, right? It just yeah. all of a sudden they're just kind of dilly dallying around and they're on a beach and they're having some fun. And you're like, okay, what could this possibly be about? So I went into it thinking I had kind of heard some rumors, maybe even from you, Bradford, although I don't remember for sure, that oh, they go into the real world. So that's about the extent of what I knew going into this film. And I could not have left in a better mood. Mm-hmm. Those are my initial thoughts on Barbie. Oh, where do we start getting into the meat of this movie, Barbie? Because there is so much to draw from. I'm just going to go eeny, meeny, miny, Jeremy. (laughs) I don't have a whole lot to say that you guys have not already said. And I say that because, one, I'm saving something for my final score. But also because I know Bradford's probably going to go on some sort of rant of some kind. And so, therefore... (laughs) For, this, uh, for the sake of that. Love a good rant. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, they got to get, get steam, you know? I, I don't want to get in the middle of that. So I'll just say that I thought <laughs> I was, again, surprised that this movie was so good. Uh, not that it was great. Not because of the direction of the actor. Like, obviously, the ensemble cast is bonkers stupid. Okay, it's great. Yeah, it's so good. But it's just like, how, what are they going to turn Barbie into? Right, mm-hmm. like He Man, like if you're going to the toys that I had, right, right. or Transformers, it's like okay, like they're robots or He Man. He's, he's a muscle bound guy, he's a superhero kind of. He's a, like there's not a story there. Barbie was literally anything. Like yeah. she would had all kinds of different outfits and it was jobs what, and whatever the imagination of the person enjoying yes. the doll. So I'm like, how are they going to build a full fledged feature film about this? I mean it. I, it was just, it was a three run home run, you guys. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yes. So uh, I know it's more of an initial take, but I just, again, don't want to steal any of Bradford's thunder. No, no. So I'm going to just let him take it. If I, if I no, find I'm, not, I'm not ready in. yet. I'm not ready for my rant yet. I haven't, all hyped, right, I'm, all I'm, right. I'm not worked up to it. But I did want to bring up, and just in terms of what I thought's funny, if you go to IMDb yeah. and you go to Barbie and you just see how many people are listed as. Barbie. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't assign the character Barbie. They don't assign President Barbie or Dr. Barbie or anything like that. There's literally like 20 Barbies. In the end credits. And in the, the end credits. Yeah, I yes. love that. I love how they just mm-hmm. dove right into it. Even with uh, with Google, how you would type in Barbie, Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gossie, and Google would just sparkle and change uh, and everything. <laughs> yeah. I just love the, I love the way they just fully entrenched themselves into Barbie. It's the little things for me in terms of production design. I love the set. In Barbie Land, the set was absolutely fantastic. What they did with that, but also bringing in that magical animation 
Mm-hmm. Every every once in a while, you would see certain things to bring the live action into it with whether it's the Kens with their power Ken moves or <laughs> right. or the little sparkles of joy going on. Or I, tossing uh, an outfit from the top yes, of the Barbie Greenhouse yes. and it would stop and then it would highlight with glitter yes, the name yes. of that outfit. Yes, they, they, what <laughs> they did so well in this film is they created something that's going to be a cult classic for a very long time. Mm-hmm. This movie is going to have so much staying power because it's meme-worthy. There are so many yeah. memes that have already, just from the get-go, jumped. There's so much merch. That's not just Barbie merch. The I Am Kenuff yeah. <laughs> stuff that's so just, awesome. just taken off. I, mean, they... I have two people in my life that have already <laughs> put the I Am Kenuff hoodie <laughs> on their Christmas list. See? See, in like, July. <laughs> and it's, so it's not just the Barbie merch that's going to go in terms of dolls and everything, but they've created something that is going to have so much staying power in society for a very long period of time. Yes. That's how you know the movie has made an impact because people have found so much humor in it while also taking in the seriousness of it as well. Because you have people who are going to see it time and time again. They're still bringing their young daughters. Even though it's a PG-13 film, sure. they're still bringing them to it to experience it, already knowing what the movie's about. Because you're over, almost over a week in... That means so much has been out there to understand what was suggestive humor, everything like that, and still oh, yeah. willing to take kids to see it. So I, I love that fact that they've created something that is not just going to last for a couple weeks, but it's going to last for years. Yeah. I truly loved the uh, homages to other big films that are yes. contained in this film, where the movie starts with the, you know, it's a complete shot for shot remake of the dawn of man from 2001 a space odyssey in fact if you go on youtube you can watch both of them playing side by side Mm. the first minute of the movie and it is shot (laughs) for shot and it's comedically perfect uh i loved the reference to the matrix when weird barbie says you know where do you want to go shows her the regular barbie shoe or the birkenstocks you know i thought i mean like up every another one of those, everybody in the theater just laughed their heads off. So, like, I don't know if if a male writer could have ever pulled that off because it just it had just the right sensibility. And you know, like, I of course saw the movie with my wife, and I've seen it with my daughter, and just like there, it was it was so tapped into their DNA, and it wasn't patronizing it was just no we're here with you and the side eye and the witty writing to the the, the zack snyder justice League. that yes. was awesome yes oh gosh oh oh the, 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 that just shows the talent in writing to have those little quips in there of the that, things uh, that like a girlfriend would have to put up with yes like oh you you want me to watch the godfather with you <laughs> And the sex and you're going to talk the whole time. How many hours long for this Justice League? And then, even though I definitely enjoy Matchbox Twenty, oh my god, that the way awesome. they just dove right in with push, and yes. and how Rob Thomas even like that's hilarious. That's so yes. funny. And, and it's just perfect. It the song be. is perfect. It's going to earn a million totally of and streams and everything. Oh, it is. And uh, did a little investigating after I saw the movie because I didn't know it was used in the movie and how it was used in the movie because it's kind of toxic, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. You know, like, 
all right, who who agreed to put this in the movie? <laughs> and then I did some research that when, you know, that song came out, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20, like, had to defend himself against critics who said, you know, this is an, sounds like an abusive song. And he was like, no, 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 this is like, this is a guy who's been, gotten abused in this relationship and he just wants her to understand it. So he had to, like, really get back on his heels. So I'm thinking... Would he even want to have to do that again? But right. no, it is credited. Like he's credited, he and one of the other members of the band, uh, as the writers of the movie, they gave their permission to the Barbie movie and said, go for it. <laughs> and it really was great. I'm so glad they let them do it. And who would have thought Ryan Gosling would be charting? <laughs> with, I'm just Ken. I mean, the streams were just taken off. So you have Ryan Gosling. Yeah, saying I'm just kidding. That is just the downloads for that song. That's all these things being put together, right? Yeah, that of what made it a great movie. And then continue on the music train. The soundtrack is incredible for this. Typically, I'm a score guy, right? Right. Score is fine. I mean, but it's the the soundtrack and having so many big names yeah. contribute to this and having a, so many original songs that have been a part of this from Dua Lipa, Charlie XCS. You have Billie Eilish. Uh, Carol G, Ice Spice, Ava Max, Lizzo. I mean, how many different artists they're able to feature in this? And especially oh, the way Lizzo's Pink actually interacted with the movie in the opening scenes. Right. Like, that's what I loved so much, is that you have a song that is fully interacting with the film. It's not just in yes. the background. It is part of the scene. Exactly. You yeah, know, and I'm, I'm going to say Billie Eilish is What Was I Made For is going to get uh, an Academy Award nomination. Or best song from a motion picture. I agree with that. I also want to just add one. I've been very quiet this segment for letting you guys go at it. But, <laughs> uh, but I do want to add one thing, and that's that the Lizzo song, how it interacts with the film, it reminded me of a very, it's a very Weird Al take. Mm, yeah. So if, if we looked at, uh, if we looked at uh, Weird, the movie, <laughs> right? Yes. He, has a, he has a song that I voted for in my Music City Film Critics Association as best original song. Uh, I didn't get any love. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> where he's basically talking about the movie. There's a line in it, you know, at the end where it's because it rolls during the credits, right? Yeah. So there's a line in it where he goes, uh, look at all the people in the credits. We had to pay them all. <laughs> and then he's like, I met this guy on the set. Seemed like a really nice guy. Like he's breaking the floor. Like, and it, he's talking about the movie, but he's also interacting with the credits. It reminded mm -hmm. me of that. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously at a much higher pop level, of course. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the music was terrific. Uh, I, the casting, I, I could not imagine a better cast. Uh, Margot Robbie is a no-brainer. Somebody asked me, they said, you know, online, you know, what did you think of casting Margot Robbie? And I'm thinking, is, is, there, is there anybody else? else? I yeah. Know. I mean, that's a, that was the, the silliest question I got. Well, especially how they even address it when she's like, I'm ugly. It's like a note to the <laughs> Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. If you want uh, a note to the note, note to the producers, uh, don't pick Margot Robbie for this role. Yeah. If, you're gonna, if you if you're looking for sympathy, there. yeah, that's yeah. a terrible example. <laughs> like that self awareness within it too. That again, every single piece you're putting together make it a blockbuster hit type of movie in a way that's not just action blockbusters that you typically think of in the summertime. You're thinking of right. action movies or superhero. This is a blockbuster in a completely different way because it is checking again all those boxes off of did it do this did it do this it has all those things checked one of the things i'd like to bring up is because uh, there's so many themes you could i will never get to them all but uh you know there is an like an evolution theme right 
So, like, you know, you can just look at the dolls and say, you know, Barbie started out as the, you know, striped, you know, mm-hmm. swimsuit wearing, you know, doll. And then she evolved over the years and became, you know, everything from astronaut Barbie to, you know, you name it, President Barbie. And, uh, but then there was the, there's the evolution of the people that played with Barbie. And that played out with America Ferreira as, you know, somebody who works at Mattel and, you know, played with Barbie as a kid. She's got this, you know, sullen, you know, preteen girl who doesn't want anything to do with, hates Barbie. And the evolution uh, that they go through uh, of how they feel about Barbie and how it's kind of along the same track of Barbie land Barbie evolves because she goes to the real world and is exposed to different things and she evolves. And then eventually at the end, Barbie land evolves Mm -hmm. into something completely different. So uh, I loved how the movie just didn't stay in one place, either with relationships or even the settings. And with that, her being exposed to the real world is what made her immune to Ken's patriarchy. They're all wondering what made her immune to it. Well, she actually saw and experienced it, so she wasn't going to be under the spell. She was exposed to that before all that happened. And that's that's one of those things that's going to stand out with me the most throughout this film is the way that people have become so triggered over America Ferreira's monologue and the way that the movie is poking fun at patriarchy, which is a concept for how to deal with things that you didn't want to deal with. Yeah. So, like so many other things have been concepts of dealing with certain things, whether it's sadness or depression or fear or whatnot, how you have two worlds that are one eighties from each other. Yes. And how it flips and how people have a problem with that. And to me, that is absolutely hilarious. It's like, so you having a problem with them exposing real life issues that women go through every single day, <laughs> you have a problem with that being portrayed on screen and actually being satirical. And it's, right. it's hilarious to me that people have an issue with that because it's those same people that are saying the movie's awful, but it's because they're being exposed. And they're proving the point. Exactly. By being, you know, in this outrage culture, you know, like, okay, what are we going to get people outraged about tonight, today? Barbie. Barbie. Uh, because it's already out of everybody's mind. Uh, yeah, I just thought anybody that took issue with these things and, you know, said, you know, oh, 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 that's because you, you're only living in one of the lands. Right. You're not living. You're not in, evolving. Like, yeah. throughout the movie, both sides evolved. Both worlds evolved right. in different ways. And so it's just satire is something that's not for everybody. So I'm so sorry if you're not intelligent enough to get satire. Because that's what I'm saying. If you have those kinds of problems with this, then you're a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. And I I went so far as online to say that uh, if you are a guy who does not have female friends and only stick to your typically male stuff... And you only watch Sports Center, and you only play video games, and you don't venture outside of this world. You look bad in this movie, and you're gonna hate it because <laughs> you're the problem. It's right. you. You're the problem. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, in fairness, you know the movie takes it to the extreme the other way, and can you know you know <laughs> making it horrible, you know, and you come to realize that. 
neither extreme is a good one. Right. So, so right. I mean, like, I mean, that's a great theme to end with. So if you watched half of this movie, <laughs> you're not going to get to where the movie gets to. Well, I just love how Ken wanted to give up when he found out it wasn't about horses. <laughs> <laughs> Like to, I always say this. I always like to ask over about young people in there. Mm-hmm. We've seen Ariana Greenblatt. Mm-hmm. Now in a few things. One was a major bomb of a movie yep. <laughs> in terms of 65, but Six, she's also yeah. been in other properties mm-hmm. now too. How did she do in her limited screen time overall? If you remember on the 65 episode, she was my shining star. Yep. I said that she was the best part of the movie. And one to watch. Yeah, like Adam Driver deserved better. He was good with what he was given, but it wasn't much. You know, all you know, the CGI was terrible. The, <laughs> the plot was ruined by the trailer, et cetera, et cetera. But I was very consistent. Ariana Green, Greenblatt was the real deal. So it was tremendous to see her in this and to see Ooh. that she actually got English lines and like you know <laughs> and like and got to play off of the emotions of a troubled teen who has the view of Barbie that that's. I can't attain that. The right. status that you have, in, in her eyes here, the status that you have pushed onto us girls is unfair. I can never attain yes. this look, this beauty, blah, 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 right? Which is totally fair. Mm-hmm. So Expresses what a lot of people think. That's right. So it was great to see that evolution of the character, to see her take on that, to see her being angry and sensitive later in the film. She once again proved that she is the next level, the next crop of young, talented actors. And with her speech to Barbie, she was even warned she's going to be destroyed. But her speech was also representing a portion of the population yes. that has believed that. So they did, like Jim said earlier, covered so many different thought processes of what people think about Barbie. And that is a huge portion of the population felt that about Barbie. So it was part of the evolution of her character too. And we got to see that. Yes. I'll go back to what Jim said earlier, which is evolution. Yes. That was the main uh, factor. Conscious, subconscious, or just symbolism. Either way, regardless of how you view it, evolution was the main thread in this entire film. Sure. And it was done so well. Yeah. And, you know, if we're going to call out, uh, you know, her speech to Barbie, uh, we have to talk about, America Ferreira's epic monologue, which to me, you know, there was nothing funny about that. It was like one of the few times in the movie where they just didn't, you know, lean into a joke to get even a serious thought across. She's like that. She was just in desperation. She was expressing the difficulties of like what a modern woman at her age has to try to do in order to try to satisfy all the people around her. And I just thought it was, it was fantastic. And she did it so well that like, I think if you didn't know about those issues, uh, I think she probably enlightened a lot of people that don't have to face them every day. And if you don't believe it's a real thing, go to the comment section on any female news reporters, Facebook page. Yeah. You'll see it all the time. You'll see it all the time, the comments that they have to deal with, whether it's like, you're wearing too much makeup, or that color doesn't look good on you. Why'd you pick that dress? That dress doesn't look good on you. In a Facebook comment section of a photo, when they're, uh, that's just the the, the edge 
of it as well. It's not yeah. even the depth of it of, in terms of everyday life. But if you just want a little bit. Just a taste. Just a taste of what that speech is talking about. And this is for professionals, not, not moms. Just everyday moms people, have to yeah. go through. Or people that might want to be a mom that can't be a mom. Or, or anything. Like what she goes through. America Ferrero just killed it in that speech. And there's a reason why. Is because that's what ends up unlocking all the Barbies. Yes. She has to go through that and explain everything to them. And that's the evolution right there for every single Barbie that helps lead to the change in the systems that they're doing as well. Even if it is just allowing a circuit court judgeship for a kid. Yes. <laughs> that's evolution. The speech, the, her monologue. So there's, you know, when you're in acting classes in high school and college and things like that, you know, even like uh, promise that. Promising actors, you know, they have to, you know, kind of film themselves doing a speech and a model. Sure. There's a few go-tos. Oh, yeah. Right, that are kind of overdone, but there's a reason they're overdone. It's because they're freaking awesome. Because they're great. Like the president from Independence Day. Oh, no. Uh, well, uh, it's a memorable one. I'll give you that. I wasn't going to say I've that. I've done it. That's, so no, that's uh, right. That's like, okay, Training Day, King, King Kong Ain't Got Nothing On Me is up there. Mm-hmm. Miracle, this is our time. To be or not uh, to be. To be or, okay. No, yes. no, I know. but That's, that's a legitimate statement. I was thinking school. about movies, but that's. Okay. I'm just, and technically, yes, it's In of auditions. Pulp Sorry. Fiction, Ezekiel 2517. In Pulp Fiction, I have Jules given that. I mean, it's just so. Those are used all the time. This is the next one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, America Ferreira's I am a woman or however. It's, it's impossible to be a woman. That's what her, I think that's what she said. Yes. It's impossible to be a woman speech. Will be used ad nauseum. I'm sorry, college professors everywhere in your acting classes for the next five years. <laughs> that's right. It's so good and so great. And Jim put it perfectly. This is going to be my, my final score, but I'll say it now anyway because it's a perfect segue. It's if you are a guy who does not have a daughter, that's an important piece. That speech, if you're listening, will enlighten you. Yeah. You don't have to subscribe to everything. You don't you can think whatever you want. But if you're listening, you will at the very least, which I think would accomplish the goal of this movie, yep. get you to understand, even for a split second, what another person goes through yep. in their everyday life. And I think that's very, very powerful, especially in a comedy. Well said. Yeah. Barbie the movie, a lot has been said, a lot has been not said, so I would like to get a final score take from Jeremy Gover. Funniest line of the movie to me was when Helen Mirren broke in and said, note to the filmmakers, Margot Robbie is a terrible example of this line. Uh, Kate McKinnon, who we have not mentioned yet, was tremendous. Perfect. I will say, Kate McKinnon... Played the same type of character as she did in the Ghostbusters reboot in this one. Kind of awkward, kind of a quirky, awkward, kind of real weird. Yeah. Right? But it worked this time. Yeah. That one grew on me. The first few seasons, I was like, uh-oh. But then, okay, she got there. But this one, from the minute she st- she's on screen, you're like, oh, my God, I forgot she was even in this. And it's just hilarious weird every Barbie. single time. It was incredible. It's perfect so, role for so her. She was like feral. Yes, Feral Barb, yeah. Uh, So here's my main takeaway here. The purpose of art, however you want to define that, is to impact its audience. Sure. Movies are no different because they are a form of art. But we see movies more often than not that are just there for entertainment. They're not really art pieces. Mm -hmm. Everything everywhere all at once is an art piece, okay? Mm -hmm. But Geostorm, calm down, is not an art piece. 
just what I came up with. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring that, a real. He still wasn't Moonfall. I know. Sorry. So he's they're, suffering the slings and arrows. And we're bringing Shakespeare into this thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're fu- they're fun to watch, but they're not. They're, they don't impact you necessarily. They're just yeah. kind of like okay, they're just a thing. Okay. Dramas typically do this. They mm-hmm. impact a lot because that's what they're meant to, by their nature. That's what they're meant to do. Yes. Okay. They're meant to impact you in some way. Usually it's emotionally, whatever it is. Uh, action movies can, depending on what it is. Take the Terminator series, for example. Okay. That's, that gets you thinking quite a bit. Oh, is this, are robots really the future? Is AI really the way to go? Is it, are there dangers with this and that? Should we go back in time and fix some things if we could? Uh, those, those movies, and just use that as, as one example, can impact you even though it's not a drama. Right? Right. Okay, comedies are even less so. There's very few comedies that I would say, like Christmas Vacation, Tommy Boy, and Swingers, for example, are three of my favorite comedies of all time. None of them impact a wide audience other than just, that was freaking hilarious. Or I might be able to relate to that character. But or, they're not really having something to say. There's right. no deeper meaning no, to right. what they're it's just, accomplishing. Oh, we're just mm-hmm. here to... They're entertaining. Correct. And so that, but this movie is art, even though it's a comedy. It accomplishes everything we've talked about already. And not only is it great performances and great directing and great set design and on a great message and all those things, but it impacts the audience no matter where they're at. Now, yeah. that can be for good or bad, <laughs> okay? But I would say, what, 80% of the people that will see this are impacted in a positive way. If you are a woman, you will leave the theater being empowered and seen. And that there's nothing like that. Nothing can just, n- nothing can replicate that on an everyday basis. It takes a very, very special thing, whatever that may be, yep. a song or whatever, to do that. And that Barbie does that. If you have a daughter, so if you're a guy, for example, and have a daughter, you will leave the theater thinking, my daughter can do anything she wants. Yep. You may think that already. This will validate that. Barbie will validate confirmed that yeah. you that your daughter can do whatever the hell she wants to do if she puts her mind to it. If you're a guy and you don't have a daughter, and that's a very important caveat. So there's no like you may be married or have a girlfriend, but there's no or sister maybe or a mom that you really look up to, but there's no your kin is not you don't have a daughter, right. you're not you are not a woman yourself. If you're listening, it will enlighten you. Therefore, because of all of that, this is a, such a powerful movie that should be up for an Oscar. It will not win, but I believe it should be nominated for Best Picture because just by the nature of the fact that it's a comedy and it has so much to say, that's, it's more, it brings the laughs, but it also brings heart. It brings real, like, the, like realism into our, speaks mm-hmm. to culture and our current society. The only issue I had with it, and I do mean that, I think it really is the only issue, is I felt at times, not all the time, at times I felt preached to. We've talked about it on this show before, mm-hmm. where I can subscribe to your cause 100%, okay? But if I feel like I'm being preached to, I I revolt. There's like right. there's a, there's a, a psychological, I don't care. Wrong don't, sides don't, of the magnets right. facing I each other. I don't want to hear it's it. It's going to repel. Even though I'm on board. Yep. I don't I this is not, I don't want to be in this conversation. And there was an element to that. It was not prevalent through the whole thing, but there were probably two to three three at the most, but two to three pockets of maybe dialogue or a scene or a situation or whatever it was, and I wish I could remember what they were, where I felt like you went over the line. Trying too hard. Yeah. Like you had me until that one line. Okay. Or you had me until that one character showed up. Or you had me until whatever it was. And I 
And it was very infrequent, but it happened. And I think for that reason, you're going to hear a lot of good-mannered people be resistant to seeing it because not we're not talking about the 10% now, right? If you look at a mm-hmm. spectrum, you go, okay, 100% of people. 10%, they're not going to like it no matter what, no matter what you say. It's just not going to happen. The other 10% are going to love it if it's a pile of dog crap. Like sure. The, the, those are extremes that right. if, you're only worried about the 80%. And I mean that. There's, there's factions of that 80% that would probably want to like it or would at least hear the message, but they've been turned off by those two or three moments. Maybe that's subjective. Maybe it isn't. The bottom line of all this is I give it a nine. It is a tie for my score for Oppenheimer, but Oppenheimer is a better movie. It's a, it, that is the best picture still of the year. This is so close. It just loses ground because Oppenheimer was more of a directional showcase. Like the directing of it Ooh, was so, the yeah, it was so amazing. This is more real, like to today's society, and therefore yep. creates more of a punch. And I love it for that. Barbie gets a nine. Excellent. Justin Bradford. Let's score Barbie the movie. Gover said a lot of things. He did. Some some of those people are just not beach enough. And they might might need a beach off. Or they were. No, no, no. We're not beaching off anybody. No beach offs? No beach offs. Were they not beach enough? I don't know. Because (laughs) what I do is beach. (laughs) All he does is beach. I'm not trained to do that. I'm just trying to stand right here. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm trained to beach. I can beach. (laughs) There are few times when you can say people are perfectly cast. Those do happen. Very few times. But very Mm -hmm. few times when they can say perfectly cast. Margot Robbie is perfectly cast. Because I, right now, cannot think of another actress that would pull off that so beautifully in terms of look, in terms of emotion, in terms of just range. Because Barbie... Shows range. Margot Robbie shows incredible range in this film. So much. And it just shows why she's so stellar that she can take the role of Barbie and make you feel totally emotionally invested and connected to her. She's playing the role of stereotypical Barbie, too. Yes. It makes you feel connected to her with the way that she portrays the character so freaking well. Ryan Gosling, I think there's some people that said, oh, is he too old? To play, no, no, no. Ryan Gosling, he gets it. He is just, he is fantastic. He is so good. And I know some people were joking. Well, he's just a side character. Yeah, because he's and Ken. Like, it's right. Barbie and Ken, and it changes. And it's one of the points of the movie. Exactly. Right. It it changes after the fact when there's that evolution that takes place. But the casting of the ensemble, I think Will Ferrell. I start to him, enjoy him now more when he is again like a character. He mm-hmm. just plays these side roles, and he doesn't have to have that pressure of being the lead right, right now. I enjoy him in these roles right now, like what we saw in Barbie. And even then, it's the realization of, that's not what it was about. <laughs> it's like, sure. Uh, Rhea, Rhea Perlman, I, I love seeing her and, and her portrayal there. And then you just add the whole Beautiful. variety cast of Ken's. I mean, Michael Sarah that's Alan. <laughs> oh, my God. Like The only one that really... At the end of this movie, nothing gets resolved nothing. for. No. Be- Everyone else has all of their things yes. addressed and corrected, except Al. Well, maybe Midge. Midge is just like, oh, I thought she was just continued. That was funny. <laughs> and to me, what I appreciate, because they knew they were going to make a lot of money, is Mattel giving the thumbs up <laughs> for yeah. this movie and understanding how important it is to be very 
self-aware throughout the film and being okay with satire and comedy, making fun of yourselves a little bit too, because that's what makes people appreciate you even more when you can be self-aware of the conflict you may have caused and the way that you may be portrayed as in Will Ferrell saying, we've had female CEOs. We had one and then another one. (laughs) So from Mattel to blatantly just be accepting of being made fun of, I appreciate that. They accept it because they know they're making a ton of money. Of right. this as well doesn't hurt, but that much that shows a lot because not every company would be okay with being made fun of like that for even suggesting for it. even suggesting yeah. it, even though if it's going to bring positive PR overall and money, they would not want their name soiled like that in a film. Ninety-seven companies out of a hundred, I guarantee you, are like, "Well, just take out that line and we'll okay the whole project." Yeah, right. And because Greta they didn't Gerwig, have to say it, right? Mm-hmm. So. And Greta Gerwig fought for a lot of things. She did in this movie. She really, truly did. So I appreciate Greta Gerwig as a filmmaker. I appreciate so much about this film. I think it's important to see because, as Gover said, it is a piece of art. Because as I was saying before, it ticks off so many of these boxes and you start thinking it's not just a comedy this is such a take on society and when you start having those spectrums of things in a film it is art it is more than just a comedy film to entertain are we entertained by it absolutely does it have great music yes but is there a deeper meaning to the writing and the dialogue and the character portrayals that makes you feel something different or makes you have a realization if a movie can accomplish that, it is a work of art, and it makes it an incredible piece of film that is going to stand and age th- through time. Yes. Because you're going to see it be portrayed in so many different ways. You're going to see so many things morph off of this, and you're going to see people talking about it. It creates a discourse because you're seeing people talk yes. about this film, just like Oppenheimer. I know. People are discussing this film in depth because it offers depth to discuss. And with that, I give it a nine as well. Very good. You know, there was uh, so many great things you touched on. As, as far as Margot Robbie, uh, yeah, I can't give her enough credit because uh, she had, I mean, let's just go beyond the looks. I mean, she she had to perfectly portray Barbie in Barbie land, right? Which is everything is perfection. Everything is like Barbie appears in the commercials for Barbie, the doll, you know, and she pulls it off perfectly. But then, you know, when she see, enters the real world, she's got to play Barbie as Barbie through Barbie's eyes, seeing something completely foreign to her, okay? And then she's got to come back and then see what's happened to Barbie land while she was gone and what Ken has done to it. And, like, just there is so much she brought to that movie. And there's one scene, and there's not many in the movie where you go, like, oh, that was a quiet, heartfelt scene. But there was one scene that Greta Gerwig, the director, fought for. And it's where Barbie is in the real world, and she sits down at a bench. Mm-hmm. And yes. there's an older woman on the other side of the bench. And she looks at her and, with absolute purity, says to her, you're beautiful. And the other strange stranger, the woman says, I know. And, <laughs> and I just think, okay, first of all, there's a million ways that could have been a lousy scene. And what is it? 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. They, I, I heard the studio said they looked at the movie and they said, you know, that is what they call in filmmaking, a cul-de-sac moment. Okay. Where it stops, doesn't go anywhere. It's not needed. That's where you cut it. And Greta Gerwig said, no, 
that is the point of the movie and fought to keep it in there. And she said, that is it. And like, it resonated with me along with all the jokes and everything they did with the set design and and choreography and and just like everything, just stellar across the board. If I'm going to give it any kind of criticism, I'm going to say maybe they've tried to pack a little too much into this movie because I mean, I just, it's a lot, right? And, but it is making me go back and see it again. Uh, I liked Will Ferrell. I thought the Will Ferrell and the rest of the executives of Mattel didn't need to reappear in Barbie land. I thought that was, I'd like, that was a cul-de-sac. That was unnecessary. A literal cul-de-sac. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Of, of houses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, like those, those are very minor things. And, and I think when I first walked out of the theater and I was like scoring the movie, uh, and I did so on social media. I think those things weighed a little heavier on me, those little criticisms. And I gave it an 8.5. But this is a movie that I've thought about every day since I saw it. Okay, so going on now, we're, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 days since I've seen the movie. I don't know, it feels like that. But like every day I've thought about that movie. And so I have readjusted and I will also hit a nine. This is a near perfect movie that will be remembered for a long time and it should be all right it's time on the untitled film project podcast for us to ask the big question all right we asked you on social media so make sure you're following us because we can do more of these as well untitled film project podcast okay we asked Tell us, what strange things did you do to your Barbie that might make her weird Barbie? Everybody did something with their Barbies. With a few exceptions of answers that said, I kept mine perfect. That was not the norm. That was the (laughs) exception. And you brought us your memories, and let's share them with everybody. Jeremy Gover, kick us off. Case Daly said... I chewed the feet off my Barbies because I was a nervous kid. Oh. My mom blamed the dog. <laughs> so she got away with it, too. Which is really sad. Oh, That puppy went through some unnecessary <laughs> My daughter chewed arms and hands and feet, and oh, she just, man. I don't know, there's, there's a lot of chewed Barbies out there in the world. Well, that plastic is pretty satisfying, actually. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's not, He-Man plastic, not satisfying. <laughs> Barbie, satis- Barbie plastic. Stretch Armstrong, toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Lawsuit recall, toxic. <laughs> what do you got, Jim? What's yours? All right. Uh, Jill Krajewski said, I always threw my Barbies in trees so they'd get caught by the hair. Then I'd fling other toys at her to rescue her, in quotes. <laughs> I applaud the creativity of that. Yeah, she made a game yes. and a sport out of it. Yes, that is pretty <laughs> awesome. That sounds very only child to me. And I, it does. Yes. And, and I would also bet that the first one was probably an accident. Right. <laughs> and then it got caught, and she was like, holy crap, this is a game. This, this is, is really cool. That's and then the next day, she did it, and the next day. <laughs> okay. Just, I've not read these previously, so I'm just pulling the card up now to read it. Okay. So yes. This one is from Blaine Hodge, three. Cut the hair off my sister's Barbie's retaliation for her destroying my Hot Wheels. <laughs> Revenge. 
Can't we see that? Wow. Is it Toy Story? Uh, yeah, well, I, we it's probably it. in Sid's Sid, house. Yeah. Doesn't Sid take the characters of his sister? Yeah. Yep. And then makes like yep. Frankenstein's out of them? Yep. Yeah. Ugh. You are Sid, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to be Sid. Uh, Kate Laud Howdy says, Every Barbie I own ended up with a magnifying glass and a sun-induced hole. <laughs> Thanks to my older brother. So again, we have a revenge type oh, thing going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Sid. I just, I just saw you. Just, yeah, I it's just a magnifying re- glass. This is, uh, this is, is your brother's name Sid? I just, <laughs> I just threw them all in the ground. Or excuse me, I threw them all in the pond in our backyard. I wasn't expecting to see the word pond. Sorry, I, I, I skim, and I was not expecting to see the word pond. I just threw them all in the pond in our backyard. If they were displeasing to me for whatever reason. So wow, but I, I like the first part. I, we could have done without the second part. Every Barbie I own ended up with a magnifying glass and sun-induced hole, thanks to my brother Sid. She doesn't say Sid, but that's okay. That's very, that's very <laughs> we'll Sid's story. Sid. Wow. Yeah, but she's you know, hey, that's honesty. She's telling us her story. I know. <laughs> uh, we have from at I am Julie Gags. She says, a head once popped off, and we turned her into goth Barbie, cut off her hair. Used a sharpie to turn her scalp black, and used sewing pins to give her piercings. Ooh. It looked insane, Ooh. but also kind of cool. I, I mean, that would sell. I want to see that. That would, I want to see that on the Barbie? shelf. Yeah. I want to see that in in another Barbie movie. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, like that would have sold to that early two thousands hot topic. And no Avril Lavigne Barbie oh, would yeah. definitely would have sold. Yeah, sure, for sure. <laughs> Skater boy, <laughs> Skater boy Barbie. All right, here we go. My last one. Oh, this is from it's complicated. <laughs> See you later, boy. But she's here for you. <laughs> this one's from Puppy Teeth. <laughs> what a great name. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Um, this better be good. Brace yourselves. <laughs> I'm just getting a visual Can we here. Get through it? Yes. I would take their heads off and put them on the blades of the living room ceiling fan. Dot, dot, dot. So that the next person to turn the fan on got showered with decapitated Barbie head. <laughs> I applaud that one as well. The visualization yeah. of this. Puppy teeth, absolutely. Is that the last one? Because it yes. certainly should be the anchor. Yes. That's, a really, that's the best one. That's, uh, that, that's a drop the mic, drop the Barbie moment right there. Yes. Can you imagine the music playing during that? <laughs> I want to see the TikTok of that happening. Of the person going, what the? It's the... Yeah. Oh, the Untitled Film Project Podcast. We bring you the laughs. We do. And the tears sometimes. (laughs) And laughing till we cry. Uh, We thank you for joining us. Uh, It's Justin Bradford, Jeremy Gover, and Jim Chandler. And we love your interaction. Tell us, we're not done accepting your stories about what you did with your Barbies. <laughs> UntitledFilmProjectPod.com. Follow us on social media, Untitled Film Project, on Instagram, on Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. Always Twitter. Facebook, Threads, and TikTok. Yeah. Not and, LinkedIn, though. And YouTube. And YouTube, especially YouTube. Watch the us. YouTube's. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project Podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz.
Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett.